gang, have you ever thought of having your own podcast? Can you imagine having a top podcast and using it to add value to the world and monetize your business? Well, we have big news for you. We just launched the Be Invincible podcast school for entrepreneurs. We've already launched many top podcasts and we have a new class starting on May 3rd. Let's have a chat. Even if you've never thought about this before, I'd love to have a conversation with you to see if this might be a good fit and the answer to what you're looking for in how to find and attract your ideal target market. Join me on our website at camilehman.com. Check out the Be Invincible Podcast School tab where you can find all the information to schedule a chat with me so we can talk about this. We have limited seating, so we would love to have this conversation and see if it's a good fit and get you into one of those seats on May 3rd. So just jump on over to the website, camilehman.com. looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. Oh, brace yourself. I have one most invincible one to introduce you to today. Jennifer Authorton is a creator and founder of Old Chicks No Shit, a community and podcast of the same name designed to inspire and support midlife women in chasing their dreams and creating their kick-ass next chapter. In addition, Jennifer is an empowerment coach podcast host, writer, and speaker. Having made her midlife course corrections, she is a passionate advocate of the inherent power of knowledge that women possess at a time when they often feel overlooked and doubt themselves most. Oh my gosh, Jennifer, welcome to the She's Invincible podcast. It is so, so fun to have you with us today. Thanks so much for having me. Fun to be here. Oh my gosh. I love, I love the name of your community, your <laughs> podcast. I just, you know, when I saw it in print, I was like, oh, you can't even say no to this. You want to meet this woman. <laughs> so let's do this. Let's jump in. Let's tell our listeners how in the world did you get where you are today and what makes you invincible? Yeah. So, um, I had a 30 year, um, marketing career, um, with a large global financial company. And, um, you know, it was a great job. Like I had great 
I got well-paid, you know what I mean? Worked my way up the ladder, had great perks with my job. But along the way, there would be these like little niggling voice in the back of my head that would be like, really, is this it? Is this like what I worked so hard for? You know, like I would find myself in meetings and stuff kind of, and then I'd be like, oh, push it aside, back to work, you know, face forward kind of thing. Um, so that was just like a little bit of a precursor to the year leading up to my 50th birthday when I found myself divorced, uh, empty nester, uh, unemployed and bedridden with a stress-related illness. So basically every identity that I thought that I had to the world. So wife, mother, corporate executive, um, even the fact like I was, I was a gym rat, right? Like I was the person in the gym at six 30 in the morning <laughs> before going to the office all of that was stripped away from me. And the sad part was, you know, I was left lying in my bed because I couldn't get out of bed most days. Like my body had just basically given up on me. Um, and I would lie there and ask myself, like, who am I with all of that, without all of that? And I literally thought my life was over. Like who starts over at 50? Like, aren't I supposed to be riding off into the retirement sunset, <laughs> you know, on the arm of a handsome man? Like, isn't that the visual, <laughs> right? And I'm like, no, here I am stuck in my bed at age 50. Who starts over? So after throwing myself a big old pity party for a very long time, <laughs> longer than I would <laughs> like to admit, uh, I finally got to this place where, you know, I was like, God, you know, I'm, I'm 50, but I'm not like old. Like it's not, you know what I mean? Like I have a lot that I left left that I want to do and a lot left that I want to contribute to the world. So I was like, okay, put your big girl pants on and get out of bed. And as I started, you know, looking around for, okay, where are all the kick-ass 50 year old, 60 year old women, like doing amazing things. I know they have to be out there. And I started to look for them, but the messages that I was getting back from mainstream media and our culture was, you know, 50 year old women being invisible. Um, or, you know, one of my pet peeves was, um, in mainstream advertising, every time you see a woman who's like over the age of not even over the age of 50, over the age of 40 in a commercial, it's from bladder leakage protection, meal replacement shakes, um, you know, and retirement packages. And I was like, okay, well, that's all very well and good. And those things are needed, but like that tells like a fraction of the story. Right. And so mm -hmm. I really started, I created old chicks, no shit as a reminder to midlife women that, you know, we are not our bodies. We are not our faces. We are not our wrinkles. We are not our gray hair. We are our life experience and our wisdom. And we know some shit and that's valuable. And so then I just was like, okay, let me create the inspiration that I really needed when I was like, when I was searching. So that was the birth of old chicks, no shit. I love that. I mean, I'm so sorry you went through all of that, but look what emerged, uh, you know, and yeah, I I agree with you. I think, you know, once you get to that age, you do no shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you look back and think, man, have I like been through a lot, right? The good, the bad, all of it. Right. Right. Which I can't, I can't wait to talk about more a little bit later. So yeah. tell us what makes you invincible. Well, I mean, you know, what makes me invincible actually is really um, having discovered and built a relationship with myself. Because one of the things that I realized, you know, <laughs> along the way was that I had done all these things like, you know, I had gone to school, got good marks, got into a good college, got a good job, worked my way up the rank. And never along the way did I actually check in with myself to say, hey, is this what you want? Is this is what making you happy? I was just doing what I thought I should do until I got to that point where I realized I had no idea who I was 
underneath it all and what I wanted for my life. And so that process of, you know, rediscovering, not even rediscovering, because for me, for some women, it's rediscovering. For me, it was discovering and meeting myself, parts of myself for the very first time. And I was like, I actually really like this chick, <laughs> right? Like, I really like her, right? I love um, that. And that, that was like that, uh, to me, that is like the be all and end all of invincibility right there. I love that. Oh my gosh. We do get lost in, in all that we do, right? Like you said, of all these titles that you had, mom and wife and business and just all the things. And we forget that there's that real human person down there that, you know, yeah. Oh gosh. Wow. Lost. Right. Okay. Now you're found. Yes. And you know, this is what I say about entrepreneurship is that once, you know, you have to go back and tell the others and I love what you're doing. And so I'm just so excited to jump into this right now. So today we're talking about five ways to get unstuck and create your kick-ass next chapter, which is amazing. She didn't say a, right. She said yours. So like, let's apply this as we're listening. Like where, where do we fit into this? So let's jump in right now and let's get started on that. Tell us everything you know about this. So, um, it's very common for, uh, I think, especially women in midlife to start questioning things like really, is this my life? Is this it? Like, you know, when I first admitted to one of my girlfriends, what well, I'm like, do you, do you ever look around your life and go, really, is this like, you know, is this, is this our life? Like, is this the, you know, it? And she looked at me and she was like, oh my God, I think that all the time. And I just thought it was me. Right. And we are all in this process of questioning and it's normal and natural, right? Like we're moving into a new chapter of our lives and we, we can't be the same person from the beginning to the end. Like there are shifts and evolutions. And that questioning is really the beginning of us evolving into the new chapter. And I call midlife the gateway to authenticity because it's about stripping away everything that doesn't serve you. Like the parts of you, you know, maybe it's relationships, jobs, careers, like whatever that might be. And coming back to the truth of like who you are inside, because that's where the gifts really lie. And so often we feel stuck when we kind of get to that place, because just like me along the way, you become incredibly disconnected from ourselves. And unfortunately for us as women, like that's bred into our culture, right? Like we are valued for what we look like, what we do for others, our ability to have children, right? And so we live this life of external validation. And often in the process, like we're, you know, molding and shaping ourselves to do whatever it is that we need to do you know, to get the jobs done, to get the kids to school, to and whatever we have to do in our lives, right? And in the process, we've lost ourselves. And so the, the ways to get unstuck really, uh, and we can go through them all, um, is about reconnecting with that part of you that is asking to be heard, right? So that little niggling voice inside you that you just don't pay any attention to, that you brush it aside, right? It's like to start paying attention, and there, therein lies the answer. Because I talk to women every day who are like, I know I want something more for my life, but I have no idea what it is or even how to get there. Yes. So, so, right? I hear that a lot. Yes, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Right? So the very first step is really just to stop for a minute. Stop doing. Because one of the things, like we are incredibly busy. Like we have, you know, information is flying at us from a million different places. we got a million different jobs to do. Unending to-do lists, Right? And in the middle of all that, it's keeping us disconnected from ourselves. And so the way that we start connecting is to stop doing 
And I don't mean like, okay, you're going to spend the day on the couch. I just mean, create, create a space, whether it's five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes where you have no obligation to anybody but yourself. Right. And I mean, I actually started doing this towards the end of, you know, my corporate career where I, I, you know, would block off, I would get up early and block off an hour. And I'm like, that is mine. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not answering phone calls. I'm not and looking at emails, right? Like this is mine. It's sacred time. So however that is that works for you, like it might be five minutes, you know, while you sit and have your coffee in a chair and just like allow yourself to be right. See what thoughts come up. Yeah. Right. I love that. Um, you know, like ask yourself how you're feeling today, but just some kind of a practice. And I often recommend that people, um, get a journal and maybe just write down like what's coming up for you today. Like, am I tired? Why am I tired? Like I'm feeling emotional, whatever it is, just get it out of your head and give it a place to live on the pages of a journal. Um, and it's, you know, or sometimes it could be free writing, like whatever's coming up, just put it out. It's a way to start connecting with those parts of you, right? Because, you know, it's, it's so easy to be sitting there going, okay, here's my to-do list, you know, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Forget all of that for a second. Like what's happening inside me, put that on paper. Yeah. You know, I love this. And the first step, because we're so busy doing, we forget to be right. We're not being. Yeah. And I, sometimes it is that just that pause, the silence of just coming back to yourself. That is so powerful. It It really is so much clarity. Oh, this is great. Okay. Awesome. So that was number one. Right. So the next step is to check your stories. Now we all have, (laughs) we all have every single one of us, um, you know, thoughts and limiting beliefs about who we think we are and what we are capable of. And often we're very, even unconsciously telling us stories. Well, I'm not good at math or, you know, I'm not good at this. Um, I'm too X for Y, right? Like there's these stories that are playing. And the first thing I, I often counsel people to do is just become aware of what those stories are. First of all, like you don't need to fix anything. It's just like, okay, when that thought comes up about whatever it is, maybe that you think you want to do, like you have a little dream or a nudge and it comes up, like, what's the first thought that pops in after that? Right? Like, oh, this is silly. Oh, I'm not worthy. Uh, Oh, I'm too busy. Like whatever that is, just become aware of the fact that there is that little limiting belief that pops up. And then I, you know, the next step is to actually just to challenge it a little bit, you know, to say, do I, do I hundred percent know this to be true? Right. I and love that. Yeah. Because we all have these stories. Like it's pick, picked up from childhood, from, you know, things our first teacher told us, like, and they're all in there, right? Like swimming yes. around and they're actually holding us back. Right. Oh my gosh. It's so great that you're talking about this right now because this is a great follow up. We just had an episode come out today about shadow work. And it's kind of the same yes, thing exactly. of like going back and like seeing what is the truth, right? Is yes. there truth to this? Why do I think or feel this way? And, you know, um, is that true? And is that serving me? Right. And how exactly. can I process that and move on? This is so great. And, you know, you saw me, but of course the listeners didn't. When you said check your stories, I kind of fell back in my chair and clutched my heart because and I know you laughed because you saw me do that but omg that is a mic drop right there total truth bomb and I love that you have that as part of this this plan yeah because I mean often you know like when we're trying to move into something new often our biggest um obstacle is ourselves 
right? Like it's our own brain. Like, our, and our brain is literally built that way to kind of hijack us a little bit, right? Like it's to keep us in our, trying to keep us in our comfort zone. So when you go to step outside your comfort zone, your brain goes, oh, you're going to fail. This is going to be a disaster, right? And then you pull yourself back, right? But yes. when you recognize, when you actually see those stories for what they are and that recognizing that it is not the truth, right? It gives you a little bit permission to maybe take your, take a step outside your comfort zone and see what happens. And one step leads to another, which we'll, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, and you know, I encapsulate this in one simple step. It's actually a lot of work. <laughs> like this is not, <laughs> this is not a, okay, check that box and move on. It's an ongoing practice. Like that even today, right? Like every time I take a step forward, I'm like, Ooh, yep, there it is again. I see you, but we're not doing that today. That's literally what I say to those thoughts. We're not doing that. Right. Oh, or I love go make that. me a cup of coffee, right? Like just push it out of the way so that you can keep stepping forward. Oh, I love that. You know, that's a great one. I say I'm not available for that today. Right. I, yeah. I am just not available for that. Like, boom, it's over. Right. And then, yeah. and you just release yourself and keep going. Yeah. Oh yes. And you know, they say new level, new devil. So it's fun how you're saying, like it keeps coming back because every time yeah. you go to, to grow a little bit more, there's that, you know, daunting voice, that replay yeah. in your mind that comes back and reminds you or tries to remind you. And, and you have to fight that every time. Yeah. Not I easy. mean, it's not easy. And as soon as we learn that it's never going away and that we actually have some control over it, it just makes it so much easier. We learn to live with it. Right. Yes, As opposed yes. to being, you know, having it direct, direct yes. us. Yeah. You can't make it stop. Right. I guess if you decide you're never going to do anything again, right. Or ever challenge yourself, yeah. then maybe, maybe it wouldn't come back, but who wants to live like that? Oh my yeah, gosh. Like, okay. Uh, for example, like I kept, you know, when I was in this chapter of my life, like I kept saying to myself, I'm too old to start over. I'm just too old. Right. I'm 50. I'm too old. And I kept repeating that over and over. And then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hello. There are other options, right? Um, and then, you know, you move on to the next one. So the third step that I often talk about is dare to dream. Now, we as kids, we, we daydream all the time, right? Like we, you know, created little fantasies, but like somewhere along the way, it gets beat out of us, right? Like, or, you know, get back to work, stop daydreaming, you know, do this, do, you know, and we forget to be able to connect with that part of ourselves. And so I, often encourage people to, you know, start small, right? Like create like a little vision of your perfect day, for example, right? And then allow that vision to grow. I am a huge, huge, huge proponent of visualization, right? Of being able to create that scenario in your mind of the thing that it is you want. Like, who are you with? What are you saying? What are you wearing? Like, how do you feel? Like all of that, because that, and when, and when you start small, like it could be, you know, I'd love to go to the spa for the day. Right. And then just picture yourself at the spa. What does that feel like? Because there are so many cues and clues in there that are parts of your authentic, that are parts of your authentic self trying to express right? Like maybe the spa means I just need more time to rest and read a book, right? Yes. Like whatever it is, but so, you know, allow yourself to play with these ideas that come up, or maybe you've had this dream in your, in your mind, you know, like for years and years and years. And it's the thing that you just say, Oh, that's so silly. And you push it, like, just play with it for a minute, entertain it, right? Like dance with it for a little bit and see what comes up. I love um, it. And visualization is such a powerful brain hack 
in that, right? Like your brain doesn't really know the difference between real and imagined. <laughs> and so if you put yourself in that place, your brain is like halfway always, oh, okay, we've already done this before, right? And then yeah. it lets you, yeah. I mean, I, I literally do visualization with everything. I sat down and visualized us having this conversation today and how, I, how it was going to go. I do I it when I'm it. at the gym, right? Like if I have an exercise that I'm struggling with, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do the visualization before I do it. And you know, does it always work out perfectly? No, but I would say probably 80 to 90% of the time it does. I love that. Oh, I love that. And see, I have a sign above my door that says dream. I am such yeah. a big dreamer Yeah. and I love visualization. I just, I thrive on it. And you know, one of the things you said was your mind does not know, right? What's real mm -hmm. and what's not. And you know, that can be great when you're telling it how great things are, but you have to be careful, right? Because you right. also tell it how bad things are. Like what you were saying, how you were repeating over and over again about starting over after 15 yeah. Right. Until you finally realize and we're like, oh, no, no, stop that. Right. Because yeah. you were telling your brain that and that was the reaction that your brain was going to give you. I think that's so important. I can't even tell these listeners how much we need yeah. to drive that home. You know, you can convince yourself of great things, but be careful about the negative things because. Right. Because yeah. what our thoughts are basically reinforcing our limitation. Right. So right. if we're just constantly focused on what our limitation is, we're just making it stronger. Yes, yes, yes. And then yeah. you wonder why you're where you are. And it's like, well, you prophesied that, right? That was right. that was self-prophecy. Self you you told your brain that was what was happening and that's what yeah. you became. Oh my gosh. What do they say? Yeah. Uh, the, the words you use are the house you live in. Oh, right? Oh, yeah, I yes. love that. <laughs> yes, it's yes. The words you use, yeah. that's the house you live in. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they become is, the house you live in. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So well, let's keep going. We got number four yeah. here. Tell us. Yeah. And so number four is tiny steps. Um, and this one I, I think is incredibly important because um, we tend to have an all or nothing attitude. I'm either here or I'm there. Right. And, you know, we, we, and we wanted like, you know, eat the whole, whole elephant in one bite. When the reality is any change that is made in life or any success happens incrementally a little bit at a little little bit. And so I often encourage people to take the tiniest possible step they can think of in the direction that they want to go. And the beautiful part about tiny steps, first of all, is they don't feel as risky. So your brain doesn't act up <laughs> as much as if you were about to take that big leap, right? Like it doesn't grab you by the throat and say, what the hell are you doing? Right. It's like, yes, oh, I love that. Just doing this. <laughs> right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Right. And like, you know, um, if you've read uh, James Clear's uh, Atomic Habits book, I'm not sure if you've seen that one, but like yes. just looking for like tiny little improvement steps. And before you know it, you look back and you'll be like, wow, look how far I've come. But you've done it in tiny little steps that still feel safe that don't, you know, like throw you off the cliff. Um, you know, and like an example I always use is like, I'm trying to get back into yoga because I kind of fell off. <laughs> and you know, the tiny little steps that I take some days, my tiny step is to literally roll out my mat, right? I'm like, okay, I can roll out my mat. No problem. Inevitably, when I roll out my mat, I go stand on it. And then I'm like, when I'm standing on the mat, I'm like, okay, I can do a downward dog while I'm here. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then before you know it, I've done 15 minutes of yoga. Right. But I didn't set out to do 15 minutes of yoga. I was just like, but it just so naturally flows. Right? I love it almost that. feels effortless. 
I love that. Cause I'm one of those people that's like, I don't have 15 minutes. Right. So, right. so if you don't approach it that way and you just do like, let's see what this looks like. Oh, this feels good. Oh my gosh. Before you know it, you've done it and it's over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I like, love. you know, so, you know, if somebody is looking to start a business, it's like, okay, well go research that, like go type that in online and see what happens. Like it's tiny little things that you do consistently that make the big difference. Right. And we can all do tiny things. Like I'm literally going to spend five minutes researching this. Okay. No problem. I can do that. I got five minutes. Right. I love it. I can do this while I'm eating my lunch. Yes. Right. (laughs) Boy, have we learned to multitask. (laughs) I know. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Um, And then the last step is don't do it alone. So one of the biggest, biggest impacts of my own journey has been the power of community. So find like-minded people, whether it's friends, family, uh, a mastermind group, a Facebook group, like whatever that might be, and share your dreams, share your goals and ambitions. Now, I'm going to say this because it has to be in a safe place. Like don't share with somebody, you know, who is negative and right. Who is going to, you know, shoot your, shoot your dreams down. Right. But like find a safe place where there are like-minded people. Because the power of that community is they can see you in ways that you can't see yourself. They can see how powerful you are. They can hold the belief in your idea when you can't and then reflect it back to you. So there is so much, and especially with women and midlife women, when I see the power of midlife women coming together in mastermind groups or in like the workshops or anything that I do and how they support each other, it literally brings me to tears. Like there is so much power in us coming together. Because otherwise, you know, I, I was in that place where I'm like, my life has just fallen apart and I'm looking around going, how come everybody else has their stuff together and what's wrong with me? Right. And it was only when I started having the conversation that I started to realize that, oh my goodness, I am not alone in this. There are other people and that we can support each other. And so finding that community, which is the whole reason, I mean, I'm a huge proponent of, of, uh, of community. Um, you know, in my corporate life, I was a huge proponent of the power of teams, right? Coming together just gives you that much more power to keep moving forward. I love that. Oh, that is awesome. This has been so great, Jennifer. And I know you have a mastermind. I would love to hear about that as well. Yeah. So I run the, um, the midlife Kickstarter mastermind, um, and it's an intimate group. I usually take only eight women at a time. It's, um, kind of evergreen people can join wherever, whenever they like. And basically all of the stuff that we just talked about it, the five, the five steps to get unstuck, we go really, really deep on that stuff. And, you know, women can share their ideas. There's, you know, hot seats, um, you know, one-on-one coaching, like all of that in there where everybody can share their ideas and other people, you know, like we'll jump in, right. It would be like, Oh, well, I know somebody who knows somebody who does this, right. All of a sudden a connection has been made. Right. So being able to come and do that work in the power of a group is um, like I said, it's, it's just, it's incredible to watch. Like it's really incredible to watch. So yeah. And the last mind is like my, is my joy. <laughs> my serious oh. joy. <laughs> and I would love to have you tell us about this free gift that you have for our listeners. Yeah. So the, I, so the, I have the guide, the five steps to get unstuck and create your kick-ass next chapter guide, um, available on my website. 
Um, so you can go there and download it. And um, you know, it goes a lot more in depth than we just covered, obviously, in this conversation. But yeah, I mean, download it. And if you have questions, uh, like I, my contact information is on there, like reach out, let's have a conversation. Cause uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very powerful. Like, we, like, again, you know, we covered it in five steps, but there's work underneath those five steps. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> right? A lot more than the 15 minutes we just used to cover. Right. right? Oh my God. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Oh, that's crazy. So great mm-hmm. though. And thank you so much for being here and sharing that. And, you know, we're going to have all of your links in the show notes, but go ahead and tell our listeners where they can find you. Yeah. So you can find me at uh, oldchicksnoshit.com. So spelt out is oldchicks, K-N-O-W, shit.com. And that has the link to the masterminds, uh, the link to the free um, uh, guide um, and all of my uh, other events going on there. Oh, that's fabulous. Oh my gosh, this has been so great. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode. And just before we get to the good stuff, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly, I have this great announcement for you. We are starting the Pod Power Hour, which is a virtual event that's going to happen on Wednesdays at noon Eastern. And so if you've ever thought about having a podcast, if you have questions, if you are a podcaster, and you want to come and meet other podcasters and learn what's new, what's happening, tips and tricks to be better at this amazing passion of podcasting that you have, we would love for you to join us. We're going to have experts there that are going to be sharing their genius. It's going to be amazing. So, and if you're a host and you want to come meet some amazing uh, people that could be potential guests for you on your show, come on out. What a great way to get exposure. Be sure to check it out on my website at camilehman.com as well as follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Whatever is your favorite platform, we will have registration there. You do need to register to attend and it is on Zoom. So super simple, just one hour every other Wednesday. We start on May 4th, so don't miss out. Get registered today. We can't wait to see you there. You know, Jennifer, on the She's Invincible podcast, we promise our listeners we're going to bring them fierce female entrepreneurs, and we are going to share their expert zone of genius, and you have done that so well for us today. Thank you so much. (laughs) No problem. But your job's not over here because we also promised them that we're going to pull back the curtain. You see, women, you know this, you work with so many women, they're constantly comparing themselves, and they're Uh comparing your mountaintop experience to where they are. And they think there's something wrong with them because it's hard and they, they can't be like you and you're lucky and you're this and you're that. They have no idea the Jennifer that had to journey to this place yeah. where you are today, this beautiful, beautiful place. And so our mission is to give them encouragement, give them tips and tricks, share with them the authentic truth, let them know who that Jennifer is who she was and how she got to where she is today. Right. Of course, what made her invincible is that whole overcoming, right? But we want to give them tips and we want to share with them some of your journey and what you had to overcome. You see, a lot of times I find they want to be like you until they hear the story. And then they're like, ah, never mind. (laughs) 
I don't want to go through all that. Right, Never mind. Right. If I got to go through what Jennifer went through, she can have it. And so we just don't want to make it too easy. We want to let them know that it's not always easy, but it is always worth it. So yes. are you ready with some stories? I am ready. Awesome. Okay. We're going to start with the good. I always say, tell me the good news first, right? So tell us a story about the good part of your journey. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, ultimately looking back, the whole thing was a, uh, an incredible gift, but, you know, really being able to like, to recognize that, you know, the path that I was on wasn't serving me. Like I was so disconnected from myself and being given the opportunity to actually really find out who I was and like, you know, really connect in. Like I said, I like that chick, right? Like, you know, like I was like, she's a pretty cool chick. Um, but like having the opportunity to come uh, and meet myself very authentically about who I am, what what I stand for, what my values are, as opposed to, you know, doing, busy doing, doing, doing for other people and looking for that external validation. There is so much power in being deeply connected with yourself, right? Um, yes. And that probably has been the greatest gift of my life is getting to that place. And like we talked about it in the five steps, but like carving time out to build a relationship with yourself, just like you would any other relationship. Like if you're going on a date, right, you spend time, right, with yeah. that person. And so you have to create those places to spend time, whether it's in your journal or just, you know, doing things that you love. Like I often... Um, one of the things I love is nature. And when I started this out, when I, what I was capable of was doing a 10 minute walk because I was so burnt out and I would literally go into the forest and walk for 10 minutes. Right. And that just was a way to connect in with myself. And I would be there going just, I love the trees. I just love being here. Right. And that yeah. was a part of me. And I'm like, okay, wow, this is a really important part of who I am. <laughs> Yeah. And I just right? love how you keep emphasizing, like, this is not a big amount of time that it no. doesn't have to be a, a whole day or a weekend or a week that you can really just shut down and just go do something just to bring yourself back. Yeah. I mean, I, time. <laughs> I am a type A person and I want to do it all. And I want it done now. <laughs> And for me to pull back to that place, well, I mean, my life really pulled me back and said, well, we're not going on that in that pace anymore. We're going to take this in baby steps, right? That in itself was one of the most beautiful gifts and spending time being present in each one of those small steps was, was so huge, right? Like amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, amazing. Okay, let's talk about the bad. We'll save the ugly for last, but tell us a story about the bad part of this journey that took yeah. you to where you are. So um, <laughs> as my life was kind of unraveling itself around me, I, um, like I said, I'm a very driven kind of a type A person and I was hanging on to it and resisting it with all of my might. And, you know, like what an example was, you know, like I was in bed. Don't ask me why I think this. Like I would basically, I had stopped sleeping. I had wicked insomnia. I was so burnt out. I couldn't get out of bed most days, but yet I still thought that I could go to the gym. Right. Don't, don't ask me why, like sounding like saying it now sounds really absurd to me, but there was a part of me that's like, okay, I'm going to hang on to this one little piece of control that I think I have. And I, one day I walked into the gym and my trainer fired me. She said, uh, your body is clearly talking to you and you are not listening. And I am not going to participate in this anymore. And I just remember being so angry with her. Like who the hell does she think she is? And yada, yada, yada. 
And then it took me about a week to process through that. And then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So here am I trying to like hang on to this last little bit of what of control over this life that was crumbling around me. Right. And at that moment I learned to surrender was like, okay, this is clearly not working. I just like basically laid back and said, okay, what's next? Like oh my gosh. <laughs> show me what's next. Cause I'm clearly, I am not getting this right. <sighs> right. But that's yeah. the kind of, and I see this all the time where we have, um, a vision of who we think we are or an idea of who we think we are. And we cling to that and that hanging on actually is doing ourselves a disservice because we're not allowing ourselves to be who we could become. And like I said, midlife, it really is this um, connection to your most authentic self. Well, in my case, my most authentic self was buried six layers deep, right? Yeah. And I had to peel away those layers, but I was hanging on to each one of them, like really, really tightly, right? Yeah. Um, as, as this was happening. And so learning, and again, I, I look back on it now and it's a huge gift, but um, like learning to kind of let go, um, was a huge, huge thing for me. Wow. And now you're probably really good at that, right? Like that's that muscle that you <laughs> exercise. So the more you better. do it, the better you get, right? Yep. Getting Tell better. Us. Yeah. That's how, that's how that's supposed to work. Oh right. my gosh. Okay. Well, here we go. We have to tell them about the ugly. So let's, yeah. let's share with them a little bit about the ugly. I mean, it's yeah. pretty ugly when your trainer fires you, right? Like yeah. I can only imagine how angry you were. Cause you're thinking like, this is my last like thing that I can do for myself. And then she took it away. So yeah. yeah like, <laughs> ah, yeah. Are you friends with her now? Do you still work with uh, her? Yeah. I oh, actually, good. Uh, a few months after that, I actually went back to her and thanked her for, for what she, well, you know what, for having the courage to do what she did, because that was yes. a big thing, right? Like yes. she could have just continued to, to train me and I, you know, would have continued to pay her and, she, but that, you know, that she had the integrity to be able to do that was, um, was huge, huge. That, I think that's amazing. Yeah. Hats off yeah. to her. Okay. Here we go for ugly. Tell us about ugly. Yeah. So the process of, um, uh, the process of self-development or connecting with yourself is rarely ever a pleasant process. And there were many moments along the way where, you know, I, um, again, it was kind of this fighting what was naturally kind of happening instead of letting it unfold and to see where it was leading me. Um, and at the beginning of this journey, you know, when I knew I was like, okay, I need to start doing, I need to start showing up differently if I want something different for my life. Right. So I decided I was going to try meditating. I had never meditated in my life before. And um, I went to this meditation class. Like it was just a one-off at this yoga studio. And I went and I, you know, the meditation begins. I'm sitting on the mat and I feel this like well of emotion bubbling up. And I'm like, what is that? Like, where, what, like what, you know? And I, but I can't control it. Like I literally, I'm trying my hardest to control it because I'm like, I'm not going to sit here like, I can't control it. And it literally comes up. And for 90 minutes, I sit on the mat and I'm not just like tears rolling down. I'm talking, I'm sobbing. Like the, the yoga, the meditation instructor just pushes a box of Kleenex my way. And she just like leaves me alone. Meanwhile, I'm sitting in this class of like what eight people. Right. And I am like, they're all meditating and I'm sobbing. And at the end of the class, I'm leaving. I've got like picture this. I'm like mascara running down my face. I've got like two handfuls of like snotty Kleenex. <laughs> right. And I'm leaving the class and she looks at me and she just smiles. And then she said, um, 
I'm starting an eight week meditation series if you'd like to join. And I don't know why, but I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. And I sign up and I pay her right then and there on the spot. And every week for eight weeks, I sat on that mat and I would go into the class and she would have the box of Kleenex sitting on my mat waiting for me every week for eight weeks. I went in there and sobbed like again, I, at times I was like, okay, I'm losing my mind. Like I actually need some like psychiatric help here. Like what is going on? Right. And then somewhere probably around the fourth week, third or fourth week, I was like, okay, there's stuff that needs to come up. I don't really understand it. I don't know what it is, but I'm just going to let it out. And I kind of got okay with the process of it. Now I look back on it and I see that there was so much that I had just, you know, kept pushing down, pushing down. Cause I needed to make my life look a certain way. It was like, you know, hey, look at me, like I'm all good. Meanwhile, I'm just stuffing things in pockets. Right. And eventually it had to come out and the process of it coming out was not pleasant. <laughs> like, you know, that meditation series was the beginning of unpacking a lot of stuff that I had been, you know, how, I, like how I was raised, like how I thought about myself. Right my own, you know, not enoughness, like my own lack of self-confidence and self-esteem, like all of that stuff I had to unpack. And, you know, again, I look back on it today as being probably the most beautiful gift I could have ever received, but the process itself was not pretty. <laughs> not oh, pretty at yeah, all. <laughs> it was pretty ugly, right? Oh right. my gosh. Yeah. I just, you know, I just get all the feels from that story so much. So, because that, that meditation instructor knew exactly what you needed. I she know. created that space for you to be able to, to provide a space to, for you to do that, right? A comfortable place to yeah. do that. And she just, you, you were supported in such a loving way. And she never <sighs> had to say anything, right? I mean, she just pushed yeah. the tissues your way, like cry away, lady, whatever yeah. it is. Like yeah. she knew, it's almost like she knew and she held she that space for knew. you. Yeah. I just, now, do you still work with her at all? I don't, I am still friends with her. Um, yes. you know, we, she, again, it was such a huge gift and she, she knew like she, she took one look at me and she just knew that like, okay, <laughs> we just need to let, you know, and, and one of the things that she said is to me, and it was probably one of the biggest, another huge gift was she said, sometimes you just like let have to let things be as they are. Right. And I was like, wow, because I, you know, even meditating, I'm like, oh, I'm not doing it right. Oh, you know, my mind's busy today. And she's like, okay, that's all right. Right. You know what I mean? If today I'm crying when I'm meditating, that's totally fine too. Just let things be as they are. And that, like her saying that to me was just one of the ways that I was like, okay, I can just let go of trying to force mold, shift, manipulate, you know, my life into the way I want it to be and just let it be what it is. And there's so much peace in that. And in that peace, you know, it allowed the evolution of, you know, the woman I am today, the business that I have today, right. It would never have gotten there. Had I been, had I not been able to let go a little bit. That is so amazing. So, so yeah. amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And also I want to really quick address something that we had talked about previously, mm. uh, about women and poverty, because I think this yes. is something that is not talked about enough that most women, I was the first time I had heard it. Most women are not hearing this and are yeah. not aware of it. So could you share that with us? Yeah, I came across a stat which led me to go way deep down a rabbit hole, <laughs> a research rabbit hole. And the stat that I heard was that women are 80% more likely to be impoverished in retirement than men. And I was like, what? And I'm like, I talk about creating your kick-ass next chapter and chasing your dreams. And I'm like, 
what, what do we mean? And when I started to dig into the cause of it, it was when I started to realize how, um, how important it is for us as women to empower ourselves. So in midlife, absolutely for sure, but really it goes to the very beginning of our careers because the whole inequity starts with the fact that generally women are paid less than men when they start their careers because for women, we don't ask for what we want, right? Like we haven't been taught to negotiate. We haven't been taught to ask for what we want. We're like given something and we accept it. So it starts there. Then as women, when we have, uh, pregnancies and raise families and stuff like that. You know, sometimes we take time off, uh, our income stagnates during that time. Right. Um, and on the converse side of that for men, um, they have, so it's like the mommy tax and the daddy premium. And so because men have families, they're more likely to be paid more. So there you go. Then the next step comes that women on average, and I'm talking averages here, of course, right. Women on average reach their peak earnings at age 44. Men's peak earnings comes at age 55 and is a whole 40% higher than women's peak earnings, which speaks to how our culture doesn't value or doesn't show value for women in their 50s. Maybe they're like the late 40s and their 50s, right? Like if money is equal to value, which it's not, but let's just go with that, right? Like mm -hmm. we are, we, we see less value in older women than we do in older men, right? So then, you know, you layer in, divorce, death, illness, and women tend to be the caretakers in those situations, right? Like, you know, they're likely to take the kids, um, you know, if that's a situation or they might be, you know, giving up part of their, their lives just, you know, to take care of a, an ill family member, all of those things work against us. And so we have women who are reaching this point in their lives, right? Like they might be in their, you know, fifties, late fifties and thinking, Oh, I would love to be able to do this and that, but I can't even put a roof over my uh, roof over my head. You know, I'm struggling to to survive in everyday life. And this for me was just like adding more fuel to the fire that like for women to see ourselves as powerful, for us to chase to chase our dreams, um, for us to go after what it is that we want, no matter what age we are at. Right. It's right. incredibly important. And it's one of the reasons why I'm actually starting a charity for that very thing, um, because you know, I was able to recreate my life from a place of financial stability. And I recognize that's an extreme privilege. Right. Um, yes. And that, you know, but it's still possible. Like it's absolutely still possible. And, and one of the things I talk about on the podcast a lot is that, you know, seeing the, the possibility and we talk about finances a lot and stuff too. Right. But just helping women who, you know, maybe they need to retrain for a new career. Maybe they need, you know, funding to start a business, like whatever that is, um, is bringing women together. And the whole concept of the charity is women supporting women. So women who are donating, you know, getting to, you know, having a say in who the money goes to and what it gets used for. So, I mean, it's still in its early stages, but it's just, I think so incredible for women to be able to come together and support each other in that way. Cause no, no woman in her fifties or sixties or seventies should be living below the poverty line. Like, <laughs> no, never. 
<laughs> I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. There yeah. does, there needs to be something done. I love that. Do you have a name yet for the foundation or is it really just in the way early stages? It's way early stages. So okay. I'm just setting it up. Um, yeah. I haven't decided what it's going to be, but okay. you will definitely well, we're, hear. We're going to stay close to you. So we're yeah. going to follow you here in these links. And then, and I know that yeah. you will be updating uh, those, those links. Yeah. As It'll be on the website unfold. for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's awesome. Well, thank yeah. you so much for being here today. And before we say goodbye, I would love to have you finish the sentence for me. The world would be a better place if more people knew blank. That old chick snow shit, right? That, <laughs> that, that the world could actually see how, you know, valuable the knowledge and wisdom and experience that we have, as opposed to just, you know, looking at gray hair and wrinkles and writing us off at this time of our lives. I love it. You guys, you heard it from her, from herself, Jennifer Alderton. And make sure to click the link so you can reach out to Jennifer, get that free gift that she's offering to you about those five ways of getting unstuck and creating that kick-ass life for yourself. Don't miss out. And to our listeners, I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you're face down on the ground right now, girl, get back up. Get yeah. back up. You have to get back up. You can do it. Tell them, Jennifer. You can do it. You absolutely can do it. <laughs> yes, right? Get up, put out the yoga mat, step on it. You can do it. You can exactly. do it. Here's to all the downward dogs in the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys, you know you can do it. And I hope this conversation today with Jennifer has convinced you to get back up, get on your feet. You are invincible and you can do anything. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.